Now, when you hear that, you can see Andy yeah. and Oprah yeah. on their way fishing. And you see the equipment, you see the ready, they're excited to go out and have a great time fishing. Well, I think sometimes also in that town, they could have just put a sign on the door of the sheriff's office, on the jail that said, Gone fishing. Called Catholic and Lagoon. Every Sunday when we leave this building, we ought to put a sign on the door that said, Gone fishing. Matter of fact, Every time you leave your house, That's right. your home, this is what you said, you ought to have a sign on that door saying, gone fishing. We tend to make evangelism so hard. We tend to make it so difficult that it's, that it's hard to do. And for some reason, we just frown and don't get it done. But evangelism is not difficult. We all can do it. We just have to go and do it. That's all I can say. Gone fishing. We must go. Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, we find these words. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus tells us, as those who love him, he's commissioned us to therefore go and make disciples. We do have to go. Apparently, at the start of Jesus' ministry, his public ministry, Simon, Peter, Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, must have at a minimum heard about Jesus. Think about it. Maybe they heard the words of his cousin, of Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, when he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Maybe they heard John. Or maybe they were at the baptism or heard about the baptism of Jesus when he was baptized and the Spirit descended out of the dove and the voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well Maybe they heard all the excitement about him, but we know Jesus began to preach. Right after that, after he went into the wilderness, from out of the wilderness, then he began to preach in the area. So they may have heard all this buzz about Jesus. They knew something about Jesus. And then when Jesus comes to them, he says, come, follow me. And they stopped what they were doing and went and followed Jesus. They left the dead, Zebedee. Can you see Dad depending upon him as they bend in the nets and getting ready to go out and do a day's work? And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up and says, Come follow me. And they leave the father, the boat, and go follow Jesus. Jesus spoke the word, and they immediately followed him. Well, let's just look briefly at three things relative to going fishing so we can be effective in our going. First, please note this. God has equipped you with the right bait. Let me say it again. God has equipped you with the right bait. Don't think that you can't go fishing because you don't have bait. 
Yeah, you have been. I, I remember one time when I was going fishing when I was in college, I uh, had an opportunity to go fishing, and we had a creek that ran behind our trailer. And uh, right in the back of the trailer is the creek, so I knew we were supposed to have bait. So we go digging up worms and dig worms and put, put them on the hook and, and go fishing. Uh, I gotta admit this part of the last time I went fishing because when I went fishing, I went to dig up, I had worm, and as I started to put the worm on the hook, the tongue came out. I realized that wasn't worm. And it looked like he wasn't going to win this thing. 
Because that Jerry looked like they wasn't going his way because he did do the shooting. But, but what happened was, he talked to Jake. He said, now listen, Jake, um, you got to understand something. You want to live. No, no, that's why I got you because you want to live. You, you think like they think. You, you live like they live. Jake, you know them. Jake, you my secret weapon. And in the movie, when Jake thought like them, and came up with a story that would fit them, he was acquitted. I want you to know, God has chosen you. He, he, he could have sent angels down to evangelize and tell everybody the good news. He, he, he could make the rocks cry. He could make Duncan speak. He could make the dog speak. He could make someone else or something else speak and tell the gospel message. But he chose you, he chose me. Because we think like them. We act like them. At one point, we were them. Yeah, you, you, you are God's secret weapon to reach everybody who don't know him. He depended upon us to be that weapon that will cause men, women, boys, and girls to come to know Jesus Christ. He wants to use us. Say the person around you, you have the right baby. Now secondly, please get this point, because this is what we lose a lot of tears. This is what we lose a lot of tears. Please get this point. You just have to catch it. God will clean it. You just got to catch it. Let God do the cleaning. In other words, when you evangelize, you can leave your scale and you can leave your filet knife at home. Just give them the word of God. His words will not return void. His holy word will do the cleansing. The word of God is sharper than any two-eight sword. You don't have to memorize the whole Bible. Just share what you know. Why yes. oh, can't you do that? I don't know the Bible like you do. No, you just know the Bible like you do. You yes. what you have. I don't know so much to remember John 3.16. Remember John 3.16? Let's say it together. For God so loved the Lord that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now that's enough to save the whole world right there. But let's say you didn't memorize it. You didn't learn that as you were growing up. I'm going to give you a verse you can use. God is so powerful. You can use the shortest verse in the Bible and still call folk to be saved. You can use John 11, 25. That verse says, Jesus will. Now wait a minute, Pastor, how can you use Jesus well? You can let some know, one know, Jesus weeps because folk don't know him. He weeps because he realized that if we die and don't have a relationship with him, we will not end up with him forever. Jesus weeps because he sees the conditions of our world. Jesus wept because he saw how Jerusalem was and he saw that they were like a sheep without a shepherd, without a shepherd. You can just tell him Jesus weak because he wants you to have a right relationship with him. 
You can elaborate on how you beat from a lost soul and how he wants all to be saved. And listen, even if you can't remember that verse, just remember what John said. Yeah. This is what John said to us. He says, then Jesus came, and then John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 says in John 1, the Word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, what are you saying, Pastor? If you don't memorize all verses, and don't remember Jesus' work, and don't remember John 3, 16, or don't remember Romans 10, 9, but if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. You say, I don't remember any of that. You can, but if you didn't remember any of that, if you can't remember Jesus' work, all you got to do is remember, you can't remember the words of God, remember the word is God. If you can't tell them the words of Jesus, you can't tell them about Jesus. Yeah, you, you can tell them about the one who's done marvelous things in your life. You can tell them what the Lord has done for you. You can tell them how he brought you through. You can tell them how he's been closer than a brother and he's been a friend beyond friends. You can tell them how you were sick and he healed you. You can tell them how he constantly make a way out of nowhere. You can tell them how he's your friend going to the water. You can tell them how you said that he was it. He is your ace, boom, boom. You can tell them what you got to tell them how great and marvelous God is. You, you have enough faith. And, and, and even with, with bait, you may talk about, well, I don't know if I have all the bait. Listen, even our younger generation has some bait that I may not be so effectively using, but they have. Because the Bible shows us that they were mending their nets to go out and catch fish. Well, I want you to know you can even use the internet to catch the fish that God needs to be for. You have everything you need to catch what God has good. God has a good you to catch. First, you have to make. Secondly, you have to go and catch and not clean. And lastly, when you use the bait, when you went out for the catch, thirdly, we need to praise God that he allowed you to be in the fishing business. Yeah. Well, well, why should I thank God that he allowed me to be in the fishing business? Because you couldn't be out there fishing if you hadn't got caught. You, you, you got to praise his name. Because he brought you through. You, you gotta praise his name because your name is not written in the Lamb Book of Life. You gotta praise his name because he praised his name because he brought you through. That when we were wrecked undone and we didn't know right from wrong and we didn't know how to get it right and we was going about our way doing whatever we want, how we want, thinking that would bring us joy, thinking that would bring us peace, but we never found peace. We never found joy until we found Jesus. We don't take it for granted that you're saved. Let me say this part. This is the point I really want to make, and I'm done. If for any reason you do not have a desire to go fishing, you don't have a desire to win other folk for Christ, 
And for some reason, you do not have a desire to do the good work God has placed in you to do. You need to take a good inventory of yourself and make sure and be very sure that you are in fact saved. Now, I don't question anybody's salvation. Somebody tell me I'm saved, I say amen. If somebody tell me what well, I think I say, I say you in trouble. Somebody said, well, I'm saved because my mom and my daddy were saved. You in trouble. I'm saved because I come to church every once in a while. You in so much trouble. No, it's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's when you realize I've sinned, I've come short, I've messed up, I haven't been everything I ought to be. I know that God knows everything about me, and even though he knows everything about me, he still loves me in spite of myself. I'm so grateful that he loves me. So I came to Jesus as I was, really Lord, and said, I found him a resting place. He's made the day. We had to come clean with God. And you know, we can fool some of the people some of the time. But we can't fool God any of the time. Yeah, God knows everything about you. Yeah, I'm amazed when I say this. God knows everything about us. God knows everything about us. I'm not talking about just the stuff you did. He knows the stuff you thought about doing. Don't you realize that if the folk around you knew some of the stuff you did and some of the stuff you thought, they would move right now? But God knows it all, wait a minute, and still loves us. All he needs us to do, he's he done the hard part. All he needs us to do is say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna be what you want me to be. Because that's when you get real joy. That's when you get real peace. That's when you're able to make it work out in your life because he's working it out for your good. That's when the dark clouds will seem to pass over. If they don't pass over, you're able to have an umbrella. You'll make it in the midst of the storm because God is with you. Why should we rejoice? Why should we have a great time? Why should we praise God? Because he allows us to be in the fishing business? Because the Bible says heaven rejoices when one comes. We can have about a whole lot of stuff. But we show enough ought to be happy when another one who was on their way to hell is not on their way to hell. I've been getting happy every few seasons lately. I've been a Falcon fan probably as long as I can remember. And I started getting happy. Used to get happy up to the playoffs. And then when nobody gets to the first round of the playoffs, it's all over. But then they started going to the second round. Then they started going on to the next round. Then even got to where they got to the big half. They got to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm happy. I'm rejoicing. They lead by a big margin in halftime. Oh yeah, we got this name. I didn't call nobody. Folks started calling me, said, Pat, I guess you got one. I didn't say a word. Because I knew the fourth quarter was coming. But we can happy about some stuff. And we don't know the end. We don't know how it's going to conclude. We may
may hope about the end. We may pray for the end. But this one we could be so happy about because we know the end. We know when it's all around here. He prepared a place for us where the wind will cease from coming and our soul will be in rest. We know how this is and we can give God all the way the honor and the glory. We know that every detail about and every concept confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, I, I, I know how to disable that. I, I know how, how do I know I'm going to make it there. I, I confess the Lord. I, I told him I'm sorry for my sin. I told him I want to change. I told God all of that. But sometimes I slip up, I mess up. I, Pastor, I'm, I'm really not sure that, that I'm really going to help you. Tell me, but let me tell you how you can be sure about that. Yo, wait a minute. You don't get to heaven because you're so small. You don't get to heaven because you're so good. You don't get to heaven because you dress well. You don't get to heaven because of your education. You, you don't get to heaven because of any quality that you have had. But the reason you're able to make it to heaven, even though we see that yourself, is because Jesus came to 40 and two generations. We get to heaven because he came to the earth and went about to endure. Out of all the good he did, fuck talk about him and ridicule him. Because a man came but a child of God. But we make heaven our home because Jesus allowed them to whip him all night long. He allowed them to pull the hair out of his beard. He allowed them to march him up the dark doctor's hill. He allowed them to put nails in his hand and nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head. He died for all of your sins and all of my sins. The blood ran from his veins. But because he died, we can live because the story doesn't stop there. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Friday. Oh, Sunday morning. He got up from the grave with all power. Power over the grave. Victory over death. He ascended into heaven and sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us, to guide us, to direct us. And to help us to be great fishing. We can go fishing because of what the Lord has done in us. We can go fishing because we are the white bait. We can go fishing because all we have to do is catch it and not clean it. We can go fishing and rejoice when even at least one comes to accept him as Lord. We want to equip you to be the fisher, the fishermen, the fisher women that God has called you to be. We want to equip you. That's why we're today. Every last one of you should have those sinless prayer cards. Those cards are when somebody tells you, yes, I want to be saved. All you have to do is pray with them this prayer. It's not the prayer that does the same. It's what they believe that's in this prayer. They're able to say, I've seen, I'm sorry for my sins, I'm going to turn from my sins, just to keep. I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust him all the days of my life. Come into my heart, make me what you have me to be. Guide me, direct me. Thank you for saving me. A very basic prayer, but very important. Even on today, we'll give you an opportunity. Those who may not know Christ, an opportunity to come today and know Christ. Now, we do two in the membership, in the, in the discipleship. 
One is a call for you to accept Jesus Christ and go to see The second is a call for you to come and unite with the First Half of Baptist Church as a place where you can grow in Christ. Now, if you're not from here, I can tell you that if you accept Jesus Christ today, he'll be with you wherever you are. Because he's all over this world and beyond. So if you're here today, we'll give you an opportunity to come and accept Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And we have a card that we ask you to take with you to help others who may not know Christ. Because you are fishing. Everywhere you go, you're fishing. Everywhere you go, you're using the bait that God has given you. Everywhere you go, you have an opportunity to tell some man, woman, boy, girl that the way for sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Everywhere you go, someone watching you, someone listening to you, someone reading your post, someone reading your Instagram, someone watching your pictures. Everywhere we go, we have an opportunity to turn this whole world around and be the men and women and boys and girls of God that he happens to be to make a difference in the lives of others. So if you're here today and you would like to accept Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you need an opportunity to come now. Give me a hand with God's heart. Maybe others have already accepted Christ, but like tonight's fellowship of first happen. Won't you please come? Mm -hmm.